Hola, my friends. I hope you're all well and that you had a kick-ass weekend and that you're excited about the week. This week, we're doing things a little differently. So instead of posting this talk onto Instagram stories, we're going to be posting them onto YouTube and the podcast, uh, the Life I Choose channels of each. And um, then we'll do a Q&A on Instagram on Thursday. So we're posting on Monday, Q&A on Thursday, so you can listen or you can watch on YouTube. And... Um, and then you can ask me your questions. So we're just trying something a little different, seeing how it goes. So as Nick announced on Instagram this morning, Monday morning, uh, this week we are talking about four rules for love. Now, why are we talking about this? Last week we spoke about four rules for arguments, and this week we're speaking about four rules for love. This is a topic that I absolutely adore. I adore love. I think that we are in this world to love. And um, the funny thing about love is that we're not actually taught how to do it. A lot of us think that love just comes naturally or which it does, like love does arise naturally, but it doesn't um, maintain itself naturally. It doesn't sustain itself naturally. In fact, it can go south quite quickly. And when we look around us, like you see a lot of unhappy couples, like there's a lot of unhappy couples out there. And I know that the majority of us don't want to be unhappy in our relationships. We want to be incredibly fulfilled and we want to experience joy and we want to look forward to being with our partners. We want to share intimacy and love and sensuality and um, excitement and playfulness and also the serious stuff, right? We want to be there for each other, be rocks for each other. So this was a topic that I became pretty... um, obsessed with like years ago I really wanted to figure out like how to have a joyful and fulfilling relationship about about a decade ago I became obsessed with it and I have just never stopped researching this topic and everything that I um, research I apply and I, I can I can I'm proud to say and I hope you don't take this as bragging but I'm proud to say I have a really fulfilling relationship with Pete you know like as in I love being with Pete. Does that mean that like he never pisses me off? Of course he pisses me off. Does it mean I never piss him off? No, of course I piss him off. But 10 years and our relationship just gets better and better. So what I've learned um, works. And this is why I want to share it with you. So I'm going to share four rules with you. Now I could I could create more and more rules, right? Because There are lots of rules and there are lots of tips and tricks, but I don't want to overwhelm you. So I'm just going to give you four for today. You can take what you want. You can discard what you don't want. And um, But what you'll find is that when you apply these four rules, you will build intimacy and trust in your relationships. And when there's trust, remember, we're like kids. When there's trust and we trust our safe base, so when you trust your partner, that's when you both can really grow and really blossom. And that's when you'll experience excitement because relationships get boring when we become stagnant, right? When we as individuals become stagnant and then the relationship becomes stagnant, doesn't grow. So we lose spontaneity, we lose excitement, we lose passion, we lose sexuality. So what's important is that we individually are constantly growing, but in order to do that within a couple, you need to have safety because otherwise the growth of the other can feel very scary. You could feel as though you're about to lose them if they grow too too much. 
In fact, you see it sometimes in relationships. You see people trying to keep each other small uh, because it's scary when another person grows. So, um, yeah, in order to to grow, uh, we need safety. And, um, and we also need to be okay with growing. We need to be growing ourselves in order to be okay for our partners to grow. So before I go into the four rules, I just want to remind you that next week, December 1st, oh my God, we're so close to Christmas. Um, do you love or hate Christmas? I'm a person who loves Christmas. And then I have two family members who absolutely hate Christmas. We're like divided, you know, like I'm divided, but we always gather around at Christmas and we love it. So um, anyway, so basically December 1st, our advent calendar starts, the Life I Choose advent calendar. To join it, all you need to do is join our close friends list. And basically what's going to happen is it's a game. You're going to have to guess stuff every single day. And there is a grand prize at the end. There's one grand prize and then there's four runners up. So the grand prize is you get a New Year Evolution uh, workshop ticket. Plus an A Life I Choose hoodie. Plus, dun dun dun, three lifestyle strategy sessions with a kick-ass lifestyle strategist. You also get a complimentary call with me, by the way. Um, the runners-up, what do they get? They get a ticket to the New Year Evolution workshop and then a Life I Choose hoodie. So do be sure to join our close friends list so that you can play along. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nick and I have worked on this and it is we're super excited about it. It's going to be great. So, four rules for love. Rule number one, see your partner's good intentions, right? So something that happens to us in relationships when we're feeling insecure is we can accuse our partners of doing things or not doing certain things um, that are unfounded, right? So for example, you might accuse your partner of um, not caring about you, right? So for, let's say your partner forgets to take out the trash or doesn't take out the trash, chooses not to. Um, and you give it the meaning that they don't care about you. And so then you accuse your partner of not caring about you. Now, you might interpret it that way. You might interpret their lack of action as a lack of care. But in reality, it's from their end, it wouldn't be a lack of care. They love you. They care about you. They just don't care about the trash, right? Or they're just not as bothered by the trash as you are. Or they don't feel it's as urgent. Or they were in a rush and they needed to do something else, you know? But the point is, I'm not saying don't talk to your partner about it. I'm not saying like don't tell them that it, bother, that it bothers you that they didn't uh, take out the trash. Tell them, communicate that. But um, don't accuse them of things that aren't real. Don't accuse them of, you know, not caring about you or not loving you or uh, just whatever. When you um, don't trust your partner so when you accuse them of doing things that they haven't done um you're you're eroding trust right it goes it's implied in the when you don't trust and you accuse you're eroding trust because you're basically telling the partner i don't believe you i don't believe you i don't believe you and you can only build trust if you choose to believe the person who's in front of you um now i'm not saying believe blindly um sometimes You know, you're in a relationship that uh, you're not being treated fairly or whatever, and you need to stay aware of these things. But don't accuse your partner of doing things that they're not doing. You know, stay with what is, stay with what is real, stay with what you know is real for sure. So if your partner didn't take out the trash, 
stay with the trash. Don't go to, you don't care about me, you've never cared about me, blah, blah, blah. Don't go there. Don't go to, oh, you're probably having an affair as well. No, 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 don't go there. It's just about the trash. So that's rule number one. Rule number two is do not threaten the end of the relationship, right? Sometimes we do this when we're very frustrated, when we're extremely hurt. We say like, fuck this basically. And, but we don't really mean it, right? So we're not ending the relationship. We're just kind of saying like, listen, if things don't change, you know, I'm going to have to leave. Like, you can even see, like if you're watching this, you can even see the way I was moving, right? I got hard kind of thing, like as in my, my you can tell my, my heart is hard. Um, this goes down to safety as well, you know? If you're going to be threatening the end of the relationship whenever you have an argument or whenever you have a significant argument, how are you ever going to create that safety to be able to grow together? to be able to overcome the difficult stuff, you know, if, because essentially when you tell somebody like either change or I'm out, you're telling them like, I don't want you as you are. So they're going to end up pushing you away or they're going to end up, you know, the, the, the trust just cannot grow. So don't threaten with the end of the relationship. I know that it can be really tempting to do. Um, and in that moment, it can make you feel quite powerful because obviously your partner wouldn't want it to end, but you don't want it to end either. So unless you really mean it, like, you know, and in which case you won't be threatening, you'll just be doing it. Just don't do it. Okay. Third rule is do things from love, not for love. What do I mean by this? So sometimes what you see in relationship dynamics and By the way, all of these rules are applicable to all relationships with your parents, with your kids, with your friends, with your in-laws, with your team as well, your team members. You can apply all of these rules, right? Because essentially, the more trust you have in all of these relationships, the better these relationships are going to be. So do things from love, not for love. So... I'm sure you can think of a few people in your life who do things for love, right? They do something for you, but you can feel that that action is weighted. It's weighted, like kind of, you can feel that this person's going to come to you eventually and ask for something in return, and you're going to feel as though you cannot say no, right? Or at least that's the way that, uh, you know, kind of you, that's the way that this person makes you feel when they do things for you. Like, you just feel like, Oh, like I feel, you feel almost like you're being manipulated. So obviously don't do that, right? Do things for love. But how do you make sure you're doing things for love? Because you might say, oh, I do do things for love. But you might find that actually, no, you're full of expectation as well. You're expecting things from your partner. And when they don't give it to you, then you're super pissed off. Now, if you need people to be exactly as you want them to be in order for you to be happy, then you're going to be a miserable person because people let us down all the time. You know, people don't behave in the ways we want them to behave all the time. We all have different beliefs. We have different rule sets. We have different values. We have different expectations. So if you are doing something for somebody with the expectation that they are going to reciprocate, That is not an act of love. That is an act of manipulation. Don't do that because it makes people feel icky. 
very, very icky. And you'll probably find that they want to push you away and then you're going to end up even more disappointed. So do things from love. How do you do things from love? You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're meeting your own needs. Because it is when we don't connect with ourselves, don't invest in ourselves, don't care about ourselves, that we need to manipulate others to do this for us. And we will manipulate unconsciously. I'm not telling you you're some kind of horrible person. But when you are not meeting your own needs, all of a sudden you need other people to meet your needs. Because you don't become needless. You're a human being. We all have needs. But if you're not meeting your own needs, then you're going to need others to do that. So you're going to need to start navigating that shit. And it is not easy. And it puts a lot of pressure on the people around you. So your responsibility as an, as an adult is to meet your own needs. The only people who do not have the responsibility to meet their own needs are kids. Because they don't know how. We need to teach them how to do that. And we teach it through modeling it. So... Our job as adults is to meet our own needs, listen to ourselves, connect with ourselves, be in relationship with ourselves so that we can meet our own needs so that we are fulfilled and joyful and loving and exciting. And then we bring that fullness to our relationships. Think about it. If you, bring, if you brought fullness to your relationship, if you brought joy, if you brought love because you are in a state of joy and love, imagine how much better your relationship would go than if you brought tiredness, frustration, um, exhaustion whatever because you're running yourself like a freaking train wreck you know kind of it, it's a totally different energy totally different energy you meet your partner stressed out you're gonna flip at them eventually and then your partner's gonna associate you with stress you're gonna associate your partner with stress all of a sudden nah shit the relationship is stressful no the relationship's not stressful the relationship becomes stressful because you guys aren't taking care of yourselves so begin by taking care of yourself and you will notice that you will become much more loving and much more compassionate. So you will start doing things from love and not for love. Okay? It's a big, big difference. Fourth rule is be honest. Be honest about what you need. Be honest about what you want. Be honest about where you want to go. Be honest about the things that upset you. Be honest. Don't hold back. Right? When we are not honest with the people around us, distance is created and then we fill that distance with that gap we fill the gap with our own um, projections of what's going on and that's when a lot of misunderstanding happens right so just be honest communicate tell your partner how you're feeling sometimes that's a big big risk right it's a risk because they might not like what you have to say they could get very very upset with what you have to say but the truth is that if you don't say the difficult things, if you don't communicate the difficult things, how are you ever going to feel safe with this person? How are you going to feel safe to do the scary stuff, to do the stuff that you need to do to be able to grow? How are you going to feel safe to be able to sort of go away for a while and, and you know, venture off and grow in some kind of way for a while. How, how are you going to feel safe if you can't talk about the stuff that really, really matters? So talk about stuff. Talk about the problems that you have with their family members, for example. That's a nicky icky subject, right? Talk about your financial stuff, you know, and how you feel when they make decisions without you or you know, talk about that kind of stuff. Talk, 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 talk about it. You might tell me my partner doesn't talk. You know, my partner doesn't want to talk. 
okay, fine. Maybe, you know, seek some, uh, seek some guidance. Seek some guidance. Talk to them anyway and give them space to think about it. And then they'll come back to you with their own way of communicating. The point is, there's always a way. You just have to pay attention to the questions you're asking yourself, you know. If you kind of tell yourself things like, um, how did I end up so unhappy in this relationship? You're not going to look for solutions. If that's going to be your driving question, you're not going to be looking for solutions. But if you're going to be asking yourself things like, you know, my partner is not the best communicator. How can I, you know, how can I uh, help him to be in a state where he feels more comfortable to communicate with me? What can I do? What, how can I shift my energy so that he is calmer, he's more receptive, um, and he's more willing to communicate to me? You know, that's a game changer. You will find a way. So pay attention to the way you're thinking and the questions you're asking yourself as well. So guys, those are my four questions. If you want to create, build, and experience a lasting love that is not just lasting, is not just maintained, but is fulfilling, growthful, exciting, and just, you know, sensual, playful, everything you want your relationship to be, close, trusting, whatever you want your relationship to be, and you want guidance with it, remember, it does not come naturally. This is stuff that we need to learn and practice my lifestyle strategist and myself when I return to uh, sessions next year can totally guide you with this. If you would like information about lifestyle strategy sessions, please leave your email in the comment box um, on Instagram. That will leave on Instagram and you can, uh, we'll, we'll email you with all of the info. Um, we'll do a Q&A on Thursday. I'm just checking that I didn't forget to tell you anything. I'm, thank you. I'm very, very grateful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to dialoguing with you more this week and uh, we'll speak soon. Lots of love and peace. Bye.